worry about doing the right things. You just need to be led by the Spirit of God. And the Bible is clear. I believe the greatest need in the lives of those that name the name of Christ is the need for a true relationship with God, getting to know him and to know his leading. I hope that I'm not a negative pastor. I try to be very positive. But you don't become positive by covering up sin. You don't become positive by agreeing with everybody. Uh, So as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are Christians that have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ and depend upon God to lead them in every day's uh, situations. I've been laughed at many, many times, but it works for me. Uh, I told my sister, I said, I'm, I'm going to give me a battery-operated weed eater. And I'm going to give me a battery-operated mower. I told her that about two or three weeks ago. She said yesterday, she said, have you got it? I said, no. God hadn't put it on my heart with one. He's narrowed it down to two. And some of you may say, that is stupid. Maybe for you. But uh, anything of any value, I don't buy it unless I get, hey, this is right. And don't ask anybody to agree with it. You can life have me well, when this is over, but it don't, it's not going to change me. I think we need to follow the leadership of the Spirit of God. And if he is God, he will lead us in small things as well as big things. So the greatest need in the lives of those that name the name of Christ is the need for a true relationship with God. Getting to know him and to know his leading. God led Israel in the wilderness with a cloud by day and a fire by night. We see that in Romans 8:14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Think about what that verse just said. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It doesn't say that everybody that made a profession of faith. It doesn't say that everybody was baptized. Baptism don't save you. Walking the aisle don't save you. But God makes it very clear, for as many are, as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I believe that God is, should lead me in every situation. I'm not saying that he... Went to the grocery yesterday and he led me in which cabbage to pick up. But I sure picked up a few. You know, I've seen fingerprints where somebody else had picked up a few. You know, I'm going to hold that cabbage. I'm going to put it up and smell it. And, you know, that's how I do things. That's why you you don't want to shop at Walmart over here on Tuesday because all the old people are shopping. 
you know, and man, that's a, that's a, that's a trip, you know. But anyway, I think we need to uh, check out things, see if that's what God wants us to have. But the Holy Spirit has come to lead us and to guide us into the fullness of truth. To make all that Christ is a present reality. Expressed in a many memorable body. Beginning in individuals and then bringing individuals together in a corporate, corporate Expressing of oneness. A church cannot grow if it's split. You know, if I be honest with myself and honest with God, we haven't always, the last year or two, had, had unity in what should be done and what hasn't been done and how to deal with this and how to deal with that. And if you think that God won't hold back his blessings when we do that, you haven't studied your Bible. The Holy Spirit has come to lead us and guide us in the fullness of truth. Jesus' own words in John 16, 13 when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into what? He will guide you into what? All truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Brother Harold mentioned the rapture. The rapture could take place today. It could take place before I get finished in this message. And I don't know about anybody else, but I say, come Lord correctly, come quickly. Go on now. We're ready to leave here. When the last of God's elect is saved, look up your redemption draweth nigh. John, the 14th chapter and the 19th verse, Jesus said what? He said, yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. See, friend, we will walk with him, and we will talk with him, and, and you know, I'm an old country boy, I'm a country preacher, I like country music, I like country gospel, but, you know, I was listening to some country gospel on the way over here, you know, and the husband had died and the wife is still here, and, and they, they sung that song, I'll meet you on that other side of that river, you know, and I'll salute you. That ain't, that's entertainment, that's not a spiritual song. Dora's not up her on the other side of the river waiting for me to come home and when she sees me, we'll have a good old time. I want to tell you something. She's enjoying Jesus. Amen. When I get to heaven, a lot of people don't agree with this statement, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's facts. I won't be married to my wife in heaven. 
but I'll know her as I've never known her before. Amen. I'll see two brothers I've never seen before. It's a homecoming for the Lord's people. But you've got to be led by the Spirit of God. God said in John 14 and verse 19, notice what he said. He said, yet a little while and the world see me no more, but ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and he is in me, and I in you. Now notice, verse 21. He that hath my commandments, and what? And what? And keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You know, I guess as a pastor for 50-some years, I've sat in the living room of many people where the husband then beat the, the white, black, and blue. Tell her. Tell her I love her, Pastor. Brother, I'm a preacher, not a... Musician. And you're not going to get to heaven because you attended church. You're not going to get to heaven because you followed what the preacher said. What if he ain't following the truth? You know, most preachers don't follow the Bible. They got the sermon written out and, and they read it off. But he speaks so eloquently. You don't say nothing, you speak eloquent. If you speak in the word of God, the spirit of God gets hold of you sometimes, and you gotta follow the spirit. Amen? Amen. John speaking to the seven churches in the book of Revelation, you know, ends his exhortation to each church. He that hath an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit saith unto the churches. All seven churches. And you hear these preachers and, and uh, people say, Oh, the Spirit was there, there today, man. I tell you, it's there today. What did the preacher preach on? What was his text verse? What did you learn today that you hadn't learned before? See, there's a difference between preaching and entertainment. There's a difference between being a born-again Christian and a church member. In the 8th chapter of Romans, speaking to the believers, you know, Paul said, The spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead shall also quicken or make alive your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. Yes. 
that Romans the eighth chapter. I mean, brothers and sisters, you can you can just read it over and read it over. And while you're doing a little bit, go into Ephesians that says, "Don't be drunk with wine with uh, excess." You know, don't be out of control when when you are under the influence of wine. You are out of control. But he said, "But be filled." Continually being filled with the Spirit. That's why that you're not a good Christian because you come to church on Sunday and do what you want to the other six days. God said, be not drunk with wine. The wine of this world is entertainment. Getting what you want, whether you can pay for it or not whether the kids are being taken care of or not. And the world used this term, I deserve this. Let me tell you what everybody deserves. They deserve to burn in hell is what we deserve. But God showed mercy upon us. He showed mercy. Every time you think and praise God, you can praise him because he showed mercy upon you. The Lord made the way, he himself was the way whereby we have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ or the kingdom of light. Notice what he said here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. God says here in Verse 17, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. New. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who have reconciled to himself by Jesus Christ has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. We're a new creature. Carrying the Bible, showing up at church, dropping a few pennies in the offering does not mean you've been born again. How do you treat your fellow members you know what you do when somebody want to talk to you about another member? You need to look them right straight in the eye and say, I don't do that. I'm a Christian. Put a stop. Put a stop to all this foolishness. These truths are to become real and vibrant in our lives. We'll have to take time with God. It takes time, you know. It takes time. And if you don't use it, it's like you never had it. I never was a good guitar player. I mean, you know, I just... 
play a few songs, and I had to play the chords, you know, and, and you would listen to them, and you say, I don't know which is the worst, his playing or his singing. But now, you know, I'm trying to learn it back, and, man, it's, it's harder than it ever was before. What did I just say? It's harder to get back where you were when you fall away. So the key to being a Christian that God can bless, you can bless the church, you can bless one another, is to walk daily the way you walked when you were truly saved. See, the flesh is your enemy. The flesh will fool you, lie to you, control you. My doctor asked me, said, you know, what is the, what do you think is the problem with your heart? Everything looked good. I said, I'm continue to be a pastor and the devil don't want that. He wants me to quit preaching, quit witnessing, you know, find me a good soft couch and a few old books I don't even like and sit there and read and say, come Lord, quickly. It ain't happening in my life. And it shouldn't happen in your life. God said, if these truths are to become real and vibrant in our lives, we'll have to take time with God after we have entered into his new life, known the quickening power of the Spirit of God in this mortal body, then we have to Learn of him. Press on to know of him in fullness. Look at Romans 10.7. Or 10.17, excuse me. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. He says, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Despite what you may have experienced, you can. There's more good preachers on sermon audio than since our church. So if you get tired of hearing me, I can't imagine why. But if you do, then you ought to go with sermon audio and pick you out a good independent fundamental Bible believing. You know, listen to them. And if I'm telling the truth and they're telling the truth, the only difference is would be how we would present it. See, we read and we see here in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I mean, 
you've got to have a routine, you know. You get up in the morning, you know, and you have some coffee and, you know, you brush your teeth and if you go outside, if it's beautiful outside and, you know, you drink your coffee and you're sitting there, you know, rocking in your chair or sitting there, whatever your routine is. But don't forget reading the Word of God and meditating on the Word of God should be part of your spiritual diet. Probably everybody in this building almost has a iPhone. Besides of all the garbage on iPhone, you can listen to the Bible being read. You can listen to sermons. I mean, I mean, you've got right in your hands, you know, the ability to get inspired. When the Lord was ready to separate Paul and Barnabas, he spoke to the church by the Spirit, and he said, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas. I believe the Holy Spirit is saying to every one of us, separate yourself from the world. Separate yourself from those things that are dragging you down and, and, you know, it's just mind-blowing. This flesh is your enemy. See? If you get real tarred, you ain't going to read. Probably won't pray. But if you're down to King's Island, you say, man, I paid, I don't know how much it is now, $8,500. I don't know. No idea. Now my kids have grown up, my wife's gone to heaven, you won't see me at King's Island or any other park. But we find the strength to be entertained. But we don't have the strength and the endurance to say, God bless me. Keep me alert. Keep my mind clear. So I can start the day off with you. How are you going to start the day off with the Lord if you don't talk to him? You know what the number one problem in the marriage is? No communication. Come on. So it is imperative that God be able to communicate with us and he is constantly communicating but we must have ears to hear. You know, it's it's said in the book of John, you know, let's let's look at John chapter 5. Gospel of John chapter 5. And about, well, let's look at verse 39. Uh, God said, search the scriptures. 
For in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Now notice what he said in verse 40. And ye will not come to me that he might have life. It didn't say you're not able to, you can't come, you won't. Because everybody that wants to come to God, he'll give you power to do so. And if God brings you out of darkness into the gospel light, all of those weights, he may take them all at once or he may cut them off one at a time. But they'll all go. Because we all worry about, you know, I only had four friends growing up, you, you know, you heard of the three stooges, we were the four stooges, you know, and I wondered why, I wonder even, I even told Brother Bill, I said, you know, what am I going to do about my friends, you know, he said, you don't have to do anything, you take God seriously and they'll drop off, probably not one by one, but all three of them will drop off, well, one of them is still He's been here, Brother Harold, Justice Harold, Justice Steele too, but the Brother Marin, Sergeant, you know. He's in the wrong church, but he's a good guy. He's stuck with the stuff. And I tell you, I believe if tonight I said, Marin, I've got some doctor appointment this week, I'd like for you and your wife to pray for me. I'm totally convinced both of them would pray for me. God said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, notice what he said. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse thirty nine. No, that's just not right. Uh, that's, yeah, it's probably right. I'm in the wrong book. <laughs> Imagine that. People trying to say that preacher don't even know what book he's in. You think I'm going to follow him? Uh, John chapter five. When we look at this scripture, well, two of them, John chapter 5 and verse 39, God said, And ye have not his word abiding in you, for whom he hath sent, him ye receive not. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. He said in verse 40, and he will not come to me that ye might have life. Not that you can't, you won't. It's not that you can't have a whatever you want to call it. That, hey, I'm going to start my day off with the Lord. It's not that you can't. We won't. 
because we don't believe it'll make that much difference. But if you remember, just a thought or two above, you know, we talked about, you know, separate unto me Paul and, and Barnabas, and he was taking Paul and Barnabas out from under the authority that was still in Christ within local gatherings and bringing them into the work of propagating or causing churches to be started. You know, me and Brother Tom don't mind me saying this. If he does, he can tell me later. But we went to Lawrenceburg to start a mission, and I think my wife and his wife had it right. We're driving Mission Impossible. But God took our belief, and now that mission is a church. Been there over 50 years. Mostly old people. Well, who, as a way of life, supports the church? Young people or older people? The ideal is to have the younger people grow old in the church. And for that to happen, the church has got to make the young people feel important because they are important. God said in 2 Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter five and verse sixteen. God said, Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. I mean, the things that took up our time, our talent, our money, anything. They're all new now. Priority. Priority. God blesses faithfulness in your life, in your marriage, in your study, in your church. You know, we just got to understand that 
that how important that is for the Lord. We enter into a place of knowing because of the indwelling Holy Spirit. As he reveals himself to us and reveals the things we need to know, we are a new creature. We are a new creature. We are part of the family of God. We must be different from the world around us. What was the purpose of being saved? Paul further tells us that we cannot know the things of God by the natural mind. The natural mind is enemy against God, Romans 8, 7. The way I think without the help of the Holy Spirit is against God. But God makes it so easy, you know. You don't have to wonder about what the starting point is on giving to the Lord. He makes it clear. You know. And we had a family here, baptized both of them, baptized his daughter. He was making $100 a week, and he paid his tithe $10 a week. That was back years ago. Then he got him a job, you know, went up and went up, and he came to me and he said, uh, I just want you to know that I'm making all this money now. I can't afford to tithe. I said, I understand. I tell you what I'll do. I want to do you a favor. I'm going to ask God to give your old job back to you. But it's better to make a hundred dollars a week and tithe than it is to make a thousand and steal from the Lord. That's just facts. You know why? Because all of it belongs to the Lord. I'm living proof that God hires you. I couldn't pass a physical at IBM. So I went the first day and I took the written test. No problem on that one. The doctor had to leave. You come back in the morning, we'll do the physical. He didn't show up. The other doctor said, I, you feel good? You look good? I said, yeah, man, I'm good. You think God didn't give me that job? You think God can't make a way out of no way? Absolutely. Yes, I like bragging on God. Amen. And as we head toward the lunch hour, this is not a complicated concept. Even a child can know the way of God. We must come as children in full trust in what God can do. I'm sure that uh, 
Judy and Sue remember this. My sister's little boy, five years old, made a profession of faith. We can't baptize that five-year-old. He don't know what he's doing. And you know what Rodney did? He said, that's all right. I may not know everything, but I know you don't have to be baptized to be saved. And I believe today, today, it affected his life because we didn't honor a five-year-old. The average five-year-old don't, but there are some five-year-olds that know. And the preacher sits down with him and let him do the talking. Don't persuade him on nothing. I'd baptize him in a heartbeat. What are you done if he's lost? You got him wet. Funny thing about getting wet, I take a shower every day. I get wet every day. As we close, we are told that Christ has become the source of life. For all those who obey him. Hebrews 5 9. Hebrews 5 9. Hebrews, the fifth chapter. God said here, and being made perfect. He became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Call of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. Now notice verse 12. For, for when, for the time ye ought to be teachers. You have need that one teach you again. Which be the, the first principles of the articles of God. And are to come such as have need of milk not a strong meat. I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on God. You know why a lot of people don't come here? They have no idea what I'm saying. They are used to milk. They're used to such Simple salvation service. You know. I'm going to get a little bit of free advertising. There's a place on 68, about a mile and a half from my house. They sell fruit. But they sell strawberries, I mean. If anybody would have said this old boy would pay $20 for a quart of strawberries, I'd say, you out of your mind. Well, I did. And I came home and I ate half of them for supper and I ate the other half for breakfast. They were so good that I went back up there and they didn't have no more. Yeah. 
What's that all about? The lady that I've been talking to, she said, my pastor does a real good job every now and then. Well, he's putting you on a diet. You come to God's house to be fed the word of God. Song lady, the pianist come. 